an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thank you for listening. Excellent episode this week. We have Aaron Andrews from Fox Sports talking about the big NFL broadcasting shakeups. She goes from working with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck to Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson and then Tom Brady. So we uh, get into all that and her contract situation with Fox. A lot of other topics as well, uh, including... Larry David being at her wedding and how that a uh, couple of things from Larry at the wedding ended up becoming storylines on Kirby enthusiasm and um, also get into sort of Aaron's role as sideline reporter and, and the role evolving and changing and what it means. It's a good convo with Aaron followed uh, following Aaron train of thoughts with Sal Licata, where we uh, get into a couple of topics about um, Freddie Freeman and his uh his ties to the Braves and sort of getting uh, criticized by Clayton Kershaw a little bit, which was, I thought, a very interesting story that didn't get a ton of publicity. And then we also talked about uh, whether people should stick to sports. People in sports media should stick to sports. Get into a little conversation about that with Sal. Before we get to Aaron, real quick, just in case you missed it last week, Scott Van Pelt was on the pod two weeks ago. Paul Bissonette, a.k.a. Biz Nasty. Three weeks ago, Brian Curtis. If you missed any of those interviews, check them out in the archives. Subscribe to the SI Media Podcast and rate and review. All right, here we go. Aaron Andrews, followed by Train of Thoughts right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now from the number one NFL team on Fox and the Calm Down Podcast with Chris Thompson, old friend Aaron Andrews. Yay, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Where are you? I'm home in New okay. York. Okay. This, might, this, this might be a five-minute podcast because- Why? Literally five minutes before we jumped on the Zoom, ESPN sent me the screeners for the Derek Jeter 
documentary. Can we talk about this? So I have to go watch. So, all right. Yes. Thanks for joining us. I know. Bye. Is over. Yeah. I am so excited. When does it come out? July 18th, I believe is the day. I am, I am so excited. And I obviously you and I share a love for him. You have a way, you know, bigger yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, obsession with Derek, but I will always hold Derek to such a high standard because of how he treated me and how he was just, I know he doesn't let many people in, but um, he was so good to me uh, from day one. And I'm grateful for that. And looked out for me on certain occasions, which I'll never forget. And uh, when they put the promo out for that docu-series, I was like, whoa, baby. And then I started following him on IG and I absolutely love the way he is being so un Derek Jeter, captain buttoned up. He did this whole thing with his daughters uh, or with story when she was counting to, I forgot 15. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. She forgot so half the numbers. And um, I'm so glad Derek is allowing people is allowing people to you know see himself like that. Um, I know it's probably a lot to do with the promotion of the docu series, but I'm pumped. I hope he keeps it up. Yeah, like I totally get now that like if you are a celebrity, famous person, whatever brand, and you you have to be on social media, like you almost yeah. don't have a choice in right. some way. But I love the fact that he was like the lone holdout and that he was never yes. on there. And I was. Yes. I was pretty shocked when he when he joined Twitter and Instagram. I have to yeah. say, I, was I, I love it. And I, I, I mean, the post where his wife just posted him asleep in the bed. Like yeah, I just yeah. love seeing him like this. I hope, like um, the Last Dance, he is very candid about certain people he played with. I know that they're teasing that, but I am dying. Do you think they they he will be or what? I don't. I. I, I I can't see him doing like a total 180 here. Like, I think he'll still be, you know, they did a documentary about him. HBO did one when he retired. That was pretty good. And he was pretty, I thought for Derek Jeter, pretty forthcoming. Mm -hmm. So listen, this is like, I think this is going to be like six or eight. I think it's six parts, which like you said before, like I'm the biggest Derek Jeter fan. When I first heard about this, I'm like, I, even for me, six parts might be a little much, but really, it's a lot. Six, six, one hour, you know. I hope they do it like the last dance where it's the music from that era, which we're all going to lose our minds. I mean, it's going to be bumping. Yeah. Uh, the one the the one clip I saw in a trailer preview was pretty good where he says, like, you know, if social media and the phones were around, the camera years. phones were around, he would have lasted three months. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I saw today the anniversary of the Apple phone was today, uh, 15 years ago. Oh, really? So Rick Sutcliffe and I um, got to hang with Derek Jeter for a bit before a Yankees game. And I'll never forget it because his person was setting up his Apple phone. And I was just like, wow, you're so cool. You get that right away. I mean, he runs New York. Right. Right. Yeah, but from what from what I've heard, if you entered his house, the phone did not come into the house with you back then. The phone would get checked at the door. Wow. So listen, he did it right. He did it right. He did it right. I, he did it right. I'm I'm so curious if he ever talked to Tom about doing it the way he did it. Cause I kind of felt like he and Tom did it the same. Tom, I think, was around during camera phones more, but um, he did it so right. How? I mean, well, yeah, there was no camera phones, but how did he stay undercover? He just had the city dialed in. 
There was no phones. There was no yeah. phones. That's how, you know, and, you know, even him, even him dating Mariah Carey, like that oh. level of relationship today would be like, they forget it. It would be, they wouldn't get one second of peace. Yeah. He did it right. Even with Hannah. I mean, I was talking to Carissa about her the other day. She is just the nicest person. I've met her at random things, even before she was, you know, with him. Um, you know, she's not somebody that now, obviously she's putting stuff out for him, but putting it out there for the gram, uh, the kids couldn't be cuter. They just did it the right way. I will, I will love that captain forever. Yeah. He is just a dream. Well, I know what I'll be doing all, all day and night when this is done. <laughs> Text me and let me know how it is. I will. Just, you I will. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Tom, yeah, Tom Brady, future colleague of yours, but nobody knows when. Nobody. Knows. Um, so let's let's go through all this NFL insanity for a little okay. bit. Um, Didn't that seem, by the way, so long ago, so long ago, and it was coming so fast, like everything was happening so fast. Well, that it was crazy. I know. And one of the things I was thinking about in preparation to talking to you is like. How many people were affected by everyone else's moves and how like even you, I mean, you weren't like a major play in this, like Joe and Troy and and um, Tom, but like you're involved. This is your team. These are your people. Yeah. And it was just I mean, it all started, I guess, a couple of years ago with Romo. But then there's just the trickle down where Al Michaels leaves and Tariko gets moved up and Herb Street's now doing games with Al. Who would have ever thought that? And who would have ever thought Joe and Troy would be on ESPN? So like. The amount of people affected was, was really insane. Now, give us the situation with you, though, because you, your contract was up, but you're you're going to be with Kevin and Greg Olson and then Kevin and Tom whenever Tom retires. Right. Um, so you're at Fox. You resigned. Yeah, I, you're signed good. A, I signed a contract. I quietly did that. I kind of figured, you know, enough was enough with the uh, headlines for a while. And my deal was up in August and um you know, Fox came to me pretty much right away and just said, we want to keep you here. Um, at that point, I was unaware who I was going to be in a booth with, or well, I'm not in the booth, but who I was going to be um, doing the games with. So, um, yeah, they were great about it. And and that's one thing I do have to say, regardless of, of what other opinions are out there. Um, my bosses at Fox, Eric Shanks and Brad Zager, were very upfront with me. And even upfront with me when I would call and be like, what's going on? What's, what's happening? What's the plan? I just want to know what the plan is. And they would just say, just hang on, just hang on. I promise. I promise you're going to be happy. Just hang on. So, um, I'm a very impatient person. I'm a very emotional person. That was an emotional time. I've been open about that, but, um, I did appreciate for as candid as they could have been, they were to me. And, uh, yeah, I signed my deal and, um, didn't make a big to do about it. So when Troy left Fox for ESPN, right here, I was standing right here in Montana. Jarrett and I, uh, it was winter break. We were just done with the Super Bowl, done with everything. Turn off our phones. You know, it's back to each other. Re-entry. He's still working in the NHL. I'm done with the season. It's you know, mommy's back. Howie's mommy's <laughs> back, and and all that. I'm standing right here. I text Troy. You know. 10 times a day from everything to Kardashians gossip to, you know, what's going on in Dallas with Jerry or Dak, or did you, you know, how about Devonte going to o or Vegas? Um, so I was standing here and my phone rang and I just looked at Jarrett and I said, this isn't good. 
But I, I said, Troy's going to Amazon and he's calling to tell me. So I put it on speaker because uh, Jarrett and Troy are close. And um, he, we just started BSing. I told him I was on my way to go work out and we were in Montana. We're going to go skiing later and blah, blah, blah. And he just got right into it. And he's like, hey, I'm going to ESPN. And I didn't, I just looked at Jarrett and I didn't speak for five minutes. And then, uh, you know, I've said this on my podcast, um, calm down with Aaron and Carissa, rate, review and subscribe on iHeartRadio, you know? Um, but I just said, I, I tried to talk and I started to cry. I just couldn't believe that that was happening. I think all of us on our crew thought it was Amazon. So, so when you heard ESPN instead of Amazon, were you like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I mean, I just was like, wait a second, what? And then my next reaction was, who's who are you doing the games with? Right. Because I had, yeah, I just was trying to put it all together. Right. Yeah. Cause so Troy made no secret that when he left, he wanted to still work with Joe Buck. Mm-hmm. And he often said he still wanted to work with you. He, he said in many interviews, you were like a sister. Did they ever try to get you? Was it anything official where they're just like, you know, maybe just like, oh, we'd love to get you here. Or was it didn't even come to that with going back to ESPN or joining? Yeah, them? I mean, I have the same agent as Troy. So, I mean, my agent was well aware of what was happening. And I kind of just left that all to them and just you know, I knew my contract was coming up. I, I just didn't really know what was happening. Right. Troy was leaving. Then the next thing was, is Joe going to go? And then it was like, I forgot what domino fell next. It wasn't Joe. It was somebody else. Wasn't the McVeigh thing happening. Something was happening. And then it just started to go, 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 go. And I just, with my agent dealing with Troy and ESPN, I just kind of took a step back and I was like, you guys deal with this because I didn't know if Joe was leaving or what was happening with that. So, um, yeah, it worked out the way it was supposed to, I believe. So I'm just, so obviously a big theme in all this that people love to really get into is how the money exploded for the play-by-play people and the analysts. We haven't heard anything about really sideline reporters. You're like, um, hello, where's ours? Where's our cut? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, listen, what about what Tom Brady make? No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm very happy. I'm grateful for Fox. Listen, it worked out the way I wanted it to. I, you knew me a long time, and I think just the way Fox has looked at me not as just a sideline reporter there. They allow me to be a big part of the pregame show. I'm trying to work on some other things with Fox that I'm super excited about and can't wait till I can talk about with you. Um, so I, I am grateful with them in that, you know, the access and, and what they've done for me. And, and I'm fine with the other stuff. The good news for me is I'm not going to sit here and talk about it. I'm going to try I, I will say this. I don't, I don't care if it's true or not. And whenever he retires, whether it's one year, two year, three years, like Tom at some point, like on a Fox telecast has to make a $375 million joke just at some point. Like he has to be I like Aaron's know, joke with the match was pretty funny. I thought Roger was, like was really, really good. What was, was that? Like, what was that? I don't remember. TB was just talking about how Ernie Johnson had asked him about coming, um, you know, to Fox and, and, you know, got assigned a hefty contract and all that. And Tom was just talking about how he wanted to give back and he was excited to go to practices and meet with guys and give back to the sport. And Rogers, I'm paraphrasing, said something along the lines of, I've never met anybody that's been paid so much to give back. (laughs) And I was like, that is so good. That is good. Tom was funny during that. Um, they did like a match 
pre pregame thing. It was online only. It was oh. with JJ Watt, Aaron, Mahomes, Allen, and, and Brady. And Brady was yeah. just making fun of Josh Allen the whole time. It was kind of funny. I know, I know. I was jealous um, and I put this on um Twitter, this sit down that Ernie had when he sat yeah, and yeah. talked to all of them. That was just great to be able yeah. to sit in a room with all four of them and just ask a question and let them all answer at once was really, really cool. So now how do you have to play this? Like, do you have to like, do you have to say to Tom, like, can you let us know when you're going to retire? How many years? Like, yeah, I mean, I would be, if I was in your shoes, like every, you know, during the season, once the season starts, I'm like, how are you feeling? How long do you think this is going to go on for? What's going on here? Like you well, have to I like, mean- Fight you are very tight and we were texting i mean not too long after troy's announcement came out and um i am not gonna lie i went out at that night in montana and my husband and i went to our favorite bar and i consumed a lot of tequila i then apologized to my husband because i was like this was supposed to be the vacation where we didn't talk on our phones everybody's just calling each other from our crew right. we're calling our bosses from fox we're just like what the heck and um, I may or may not, because at this time Tom was retired. So I may or may not have put a text out there or a DM or, you know, whatever, and just said, Hey, what are you doing next year? You want to come be a part of our crew? Um, and I just told him how fun it was and how great our crew was and all that. And, um, I placed a call to, uh, one of our bosses at Fox and I, I said, full disclosure, I have had a lot of tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, why not try to to hit you know hit it out of the park here? Have you guys called Tom? So you know I just did that playing around with Tom. I always Fox should have given you a raise just for that. You planted the seeds. You got the ball rolling. It's a good job by you. I'm sure our bosses were well aware of what to do. They're <laughs> capable and 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 you know able to do it. Yeah. But so I uh, I did. It was cool. Stray and I. The morning that it was announced about Tom, uh, Stray called me and we called him together and uh, he didn't pick up. What are you working out or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just left a, ta- or a voicemail and then I reached out to him on my own and just said, you know, I'm, I'm so excited. And it was always a dream of mine. Uh, it's been a dream to cover you. Now it's it's going to be a dream uh, to work with you whenever in the hell that's going to be. Right. And listen, Tom has been very, very um Tomish in it PC and he's just like listen I'm excited but not now and I appreciate that from him you know I do he's like I, I can't worry about that right now and he's yeah. not and I think that's that's how all of us at Fox are going to be yeah I mean it's there but he's got his season to worry about we've got our season to worry about we've got a Super Bowl this year we've got an entirely new crew and I'm excited about it I uh you know we were at a um kind of an annual event that Fox is great enough to uh, hold for the pregame and, and they have the our crew come. And Jimmy Johnson gives the best speeches and he stood up and gave a speech about how change is so good for a team. And I'm looking forward to it. It's like a fresh start and yeah. uh, it'll be cool. Not to pat myself on the back, but I had said all when he fake retired, I was like, he's got to go into broadcasting. He's got to go into broadcasting. So I was, I was thrilled when I saw it because I want to see what happened. For a week I and really- a half, actually for a month, Maybe, maybe, maybe two weeks going into when it was announced. I thought we were getting Peyton Manning. I don't know if I had texted you that. I had no. convinced myself we were getting Peyton Manning. What, but why? He doesn't want to do games. But don't we hear that from him? I don't know. I don't know. I just wasn't believing everything I was reading. And right, I, right, right. I knew Fox was swinging for the fences. And I just got that sense. And I was like, it's either. I, I never for once thought it was Tom. 
Well, that makes sense because it, I always thought it was odd, but I know there was a lot of back behind the scenes stuff, but I always thought it was odd that Fox would just let Trey and Joe go. So you would have thought something bigger was coming. And obviously <laughs> it did. So I get, I get your logic on that. So now you're going to be working with Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. And you guys wow. have a Super Bowl this year, which is yeah. huge. Cool. Um, so it, you're in, I, I mean, you're really in a fascinating position in that you work with Dr- Joe and Troy for so long. Now you have this new crew. One person on this crew may be leaving if Tom ever decides to, you know, so like you're in this weird position, but it's got to be exciting because you're working with all these good, you know, Burkhart's excellent and obviously Joe and Troy. And then you get Tom in the mix at some point, Greg Olson, people are high on. So like, it's got to be a little bit of an adrenaline rush for you too, right now with all this going on. Right. Yeah. It's exciting. I was just saying to Jarrett, you know, I feel like summer's coming quickly to an end because you, we start looking at the calendar and it's like, Holy cow. When's our preseason game? Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be different. Now I've worked with Kevin before. When I first came to Fox, I did games with, uh, Kev Lynchy and myself. So Kevin and I already have a great relationship. Greg, um, was somebody I always sought out with the Carolina Panthers or the bears to just talk to because he's so great. He's so candid, dry sense of humor, one of the funny guys in the league. So I love him. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We're already on a text chain having some fun uh at a couple of people's expense but um <laughs> anyway that means he fits in right away right but uh, yeah no it's gonna be i mean we're week one we're at it you know it's gonna be yeah. crazy i so i know you were really devastated about the joe and troy thing at first are you do you are you over it now like time is really the only thing that sort of fixes those things are you are you better now I will always love those guys. I will witness sing the Whitney Houston song, you know, played in the background. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's funny when I left ESPN, I, uh, you know, I didn't ever know if people could fill a void like the Herb Streets and the Tarikos, who I, w- I was just texting last night, um, the college game days with the Chris Fowlers and so forth. But um, it was the best decision for me to leave ESPN and go to Fox. And um, yeah, I, it, listen, you're so right. Time heals all. I, I will cherish my time. I was with them, but they're going to have a great time and we're going to have a great time. We're all going to have so much darn fun is the National Lampoon's line. Um, kind of funny story. And I feel like this at this point in my life, I'm starting to get really sentimental. And um, it's weird. I I feel like the passing of Bobby Bowden really kind of things shifted for me where it was like, you know, I'm not just excited to be here and this is a party, but this is like really special. And Bobby Bowden's passing really got to me because he was one of the coaches that brought me along. Last night I put on my Instagram that um, I had a chance to see Frank Beamer. I did so many Virginia Tech games in my 20s with Kirk Herbstreet and Mike Tirico. I was explaining to Jarrett when we, you know, went in to go see him and his son Shane that I said I'm I'm going to lose it. I know I am because these are the people that molded me. These are the people that were um uh they were understanding, they guided me, they were accepting that I was an ignorant little immature 20-year-old coming along and I'm just forever grateful for it. And so last night I just held on to him. I'll get choked up now and I was just like, coach, I can't Don't think cry. Yeah. yeah. And I just am so grateful of that. And that's how I feel of Joe and Troy forever, too. Yeah, so, yeah. I, you mentioned Beamer and, and Bobby Bannon. Who are the NFL coaches now that you enjoy doing like a postgame interview with the most or who treat you the best? Well, now he's one of ours. But Sean Payton, 
is phenomenal. Love him so much. And now I can't wait to work with Dennis Allen. Matt LaFleur is fantastic. Uh, gosh, now I'm put on the spot and this is going to be very hard. Shanahan is a dream. Shanahan is just the best. McVay, I mean, yeah, fantastic. I do like that when the coaches. God. I know that there's I, a ton. I like when coaches, though, when the team's down at halftime and they, they don't want to be bothered with that halftime interview and they get like a little little nasty. I always enjoy that, but it sucks for you, I know. Let's be honest. Even when they are up, they don't want to be bothered with the halftime interview. And I get it. I understand. They want to get in there. They don't get much time. They don't get any time. I don't get enough time to go to the bathroom on the sidelines, let alone. And like, they're my priority. It's like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to pee my pants, but Matt LaFleur is coming out. And if I miss him and don't ask him about this special team situation, I'm screwed. So what good am I? So have yeah, you ever had a coach over my kidneys, you know, <laughs> have you ever had a coach college or NFL just outright nasty to you? You don't have to name it, but name him. But was yeah. it was just college or pro then I, pro. I then, yeah. Then AFC I, or NFC. Yeah. And then I tell, <laughs> you know, my husband about it and he's like, listen, it, it's nothing to do with you. It's to right. do what, what's going on on the field, because then I'll talk to the coach off the field and he couldn't be nicer. You know, he's just like the coolest cat out there. Yeah. Who was, what was the one? It wasn't who, there was a famous one. It was Roy Williams. Who did he say? We called like the, he was like, you don't know what you're talking about, darling or something like, wasn't that like a thing? Oh, I don't know. I Roy don't Williams was another one that was so good to me too. Love oh, it. that's, oh, okay. He had, yeah. okay. Cause I thought he had some issues with sideline reporter. Oh no, not the, no, he was great. I, I, I don't know like, if he said that. I feel like you're not, I feel like sideline reporter like that role has evolved. I feel like you're just not a trade like because we always like you said before, we always see you on the pregame. Right. So like, do you would you like to do more interviews? Like what do you like would you like to see the job change in other ways? What would you like it to be? I think it's getting to the point that the label is starting to bother me, like sideline reporter. Um you know I I'm I love being down there on the field. People always ask me, do you ever want to go up and be a play by play? No. No. First of all, I don't like to sit in the stands at all. I like to be down on the field listening to, you know, Aaron barking at somebody, you know, what is Tom saying after an interception? What is this D line saying when they come off and sack so-and-so for the third time in the game? That's where I want to be. I don't want to sit up in the booth or the stands. Um, I love obviously the sideline or not sideline interviews, but the sit downs, they're my favorite. I am interested in becoming an executive producer in maybe some docu-series. So I don't know, teaser, teaser, teaser. Um, I'm looking forward to something like that. But that's also why I am really happy at Fox because they just allow that. And they right. kind of just open the doors and say, what do you want to do? Right. I, I totally get where you're coming from about maybe getting tired of the label sideline reporter. But would this be true or false This for you? Is there still nothing like the rush of like interviewing a player right after like a huge, huge, big, big win? Yes. The Richard Sherman thing to this day. I mean, do I wish my face and my, (laughs) I was doing a speaking engagement last week and somebody asked me about it and I said, you know, my face doesn't bother me in it. It's the way I I sound like a five-year-old, like a five-year-old took over my body and I knew he wasn't talking about me. I've said this before. I knew- who he was pissed off about, but there was two things. I didn't want the next question to suck. And I also didn't want people to think he was mad at me. But then I was just, I think I was so excited and like, holy shit, this doesn't happen to anyone. This is gonna go, you know, this is gonna be everywhere. This is, we don't see athletes get like this. 
And this five-year-old voice, who is talking about you, came out of my mouth. And I was like, Jesus. But yeah, there's there's nothing. And Eric Shank said this to us when we were all traveling back from that game, because I remember seeing it on Twitter and it was blowing up and Richard was getting so much crap and people were making it racial, which it wasn't. And I just said, we have to, I have to say something. I have to do something because Richard's my guy. And, and I, and I don't want this to go the wrong way. And Eric Shank said, this is why we do these interviews right after a play happens in hopes that we can get this raw emotion like that. Right. Even the first hit, you know, like even the first hit where you know you have something to add and, and you want to get it out and you haven't been on air all day and your tongue could be doing different things like you mispronounce something or you say something stupid. I had a situation that's what gives you the rush. I had a situation and I've talked to you about this before, like I, you're, you're your own worst critic. And I did Packers Ravens this past year and I had a situation where I screwed up two words in my hit and I was doing a hit Aaron's toe stop me if you've heard this before Aaron's right. toe is the first story um love that toe uh <laughs> it, I talked about it so much and Wink Martindale who I adore was dis- said in his press conference that week look we're gonna hit it we know he's hurt going in we're gonna try to rough him up a little bit more so he's feeling worse I had used the quote, I had said it over and over, but I messed up two words where it made it sound like the Ravens were going to try to hurt him. And that's not what I meant to say. So I did the report and a few, like couple minutes later, my five or 10 minutes later, somebody from the Packers texted me and they said, did Wink Martindale say that they were trying to hurt Aaron to you guys? And I said, no, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, that's what your report said. And I said, no, I didn't. I said this and I gave the quote. Well, I asked our truck. Our truck has 8,000 things going on. I am not their biggest concern. I said, did you guys hear this? And they said, you're fine. You're good. My dad watches every game. And I just said, do me a favor. And I'm, I'm you know, watching the game and I'm trying, but I'm, I right. lost all feeling in my body. I said, go back, rewind it. Did I say this? And my dad wrote me back and he said, you did. And I just said, shit. So I, I got on headset or I got on with my producer. I said, I'm freaking out. I need to go online. Some of, you know, Twitter fans had said, oh God, Wink Martindale. And I was like, I screwed up. I went on air and I said, I just like to clarify, this was my mistake. He did not say this. And then I went on Twitter and I basically bashed myself. I, I said, I'm an asshole. I messed right. this up. This is not what I meant to say. Um, I felt awful. But yeah, that's the kind of rush I don't think I'll ever get over. Yeah. What sucks about that is that the, the, no matter what happens, it's like the correction doesn't sort of match the mis- You know, once the mistake's there, then everyone piles right. on and then no one sees it. You know, not enough people yeah. see the, the correction. But you know what? People were cool about it. I think the right thing to do is apologize on air. It ruined my whole game. I felt like shit. I love Wink Martindale. I don't ever want to make him look bad. But even when I went on Twitter and I was like, I'm an asshole. I screwed okay. up. I didn't mean to. This is what I meant well, to here's, People well, are think, really forgiving. Right. What you did there that I think is really good is it like if the apology is quick too? like I, when people wait a day or two, then it, then it's easy for people to think that there's some sort of like conspiracy going on. But, but like yeah. the fact that you you corrected it so quickly, I think that's when people give other people a pass. But yeah, that's just my own theory. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because obviously, I mean, 
I said at the beginning, like we go way back. I mean, you were like, you know, yeah. an internet darling way back in those days when you started on like college football and all that stuff. And you've always been used to the attention, but it does feel like the attention now, and it's a totally different kind of attention now. Like I'm thinking of like when you did the interview with Rogers and you guys hugged and that became like a thing for some reason. Um, you know, it is kind of crazy because what that game, it was Christmas Day, Packers, Brown. That was that was the second most watched game of the season behind Thanksgiving. And so like it it you I guess you can't ever think about it but like does it ever cross your mind like okay 50 million are watching this right now and I got to watch every yeah. little step because then uh, 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 oh literally it was a one second hug and it became a thing. Yeah. And I got kind of nasty during the year and defensive about it because say what you want about him and, and his stance on the vaccine and all that. Okay. I mean, I'm not even discussing that. I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that, but, right. and, and everybody was like, that's why we were making such a big deal about it, that she hugged him. But you know, there had been situations throughout the year and I'm sure I texted you about it, that other networks have video of their pregame guys hugging a guy on the right. field. And we don't know like about the fact I wasn't even worried about it. That moment, was so cool and I and I, I appreciate Aaron saying to Pat McAfee because McAfee had asked him about it like EA's been my friend for a long time that moment was cool listen it's Christmas we're all out there that's our you know you're already in the holiday spirit but <laughs> he just broke Brett Favre's record he right. had gone from being the villain all year in the NFL to not knowing if he you know all the turmoil with the Packers is he coming back is he not He's there. He had this kick-ass game. They're chanting his name in the stands. It's Christmas Day. The snow is falling. I was like, that's awesome. Good for you. This is a huge record. Um, gave him a hug and Merry Christmas and get it out. It wasn't like a lingering hug. It was almost like a, a quick oh pat. It was like the pat bro hug that and then yes, you know, and, and you're outside it. and it's, you know. And I've done it. I had done it that year for staff. Stafford's a good friend. You know, he, we had hugged him and, and all that. It's like, guys, come on. I think it was just because he had a target on his back all season that people mm -hmm. were, that was more about him than you, I think. But, and also, you know, I mean, I guess you had to stand like 20 feet away from him during the interview and that, you know, right, but that's right. not you and Iron Rogers putting in those rules. So, right. I mean, I, I kind of thought it was interesting this year. I mean, the Stanley cup, it's like, you know, the poor sideline reporters are wearing ringside reporters are wearing the yeah, masks. Yeah. And then the very last game for the finals, they're allowed to take their mask off and she's in her. I'm like, what is going on? Right. Well, the NBA and the NBA finals, like Steve Kerr was wearing a mask, yeah. but had it on his chin the whole time. And I didn't understand what that was about. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code champion and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I just thought of this off the top of my head. It's about Brady. Do you? I mean, you know Aaron. Do you think he'd go into broadcasting when he's done playing? I think he'd be great at it. See, I always, I think he'd be in studio. I think he'd be fabulous in studio. And don't think for a second I haven't said, "Come to Fox, come to Fox." Can you imagine Rogers throwing it to Brady on the field? Stop it! But he, he obviously twelve. That yeah, okay. Now Eric Shanks better really give you a raise. (laughs) Um, But wait, but. But he has a little bit of a different personality. Do you think he would want to do it? You think he'd yeah, want to? I think so. You know? I mean, I just think he. I thought. I think he's become so adversarial with the media. I'd be. I, I'd be a little surprised. No? Do you watch okay. his press conferences in Green Bay? He's great with the media. He really well, is. I think he has a little. I. I don't want to get into it because I know like you're. I don't want. I think he has a little of like I'm gonna fuck with these people and drive them crazy and get all this attention. And then he complains about the attention, which I find weird. But that's mm-hmm. just my own theory on him. I think he'd be great. I, you know, I'm excited for, you know, even watching Greg and how he breaks down games. It's just so cool what these guys see when even sitting and watching the Stanley Cup with my husband and he calls out penalties before they happen or, you know, he's sitting there yelling. I can cheer for the lightning when the Kings are out of it. But when, you know, he's like, no, don't do that. I'm like, shut up. They're doing the best they can. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think it'd be cool. I, you know, that would be a huge stage for him and. I'm amazed yeah, how many people. It, I'm amazed how many people don't think Tom is going to be good. Like I think he's going to be great. I really do. And people go, well, what? What do you base it on? Why do you think like, he's going to be good? <sighs> well, I think a lot of people fail, like everybody else. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people want him to fail. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And especially when if that salary is accurate, people are going to be looking for every little thing. But listen, I the only thing I would the only thing I would say is I. I don't know. And I hope he does. Like, I don't know if he's going to criticize other players. I hope he does. Cause I think you need to, you know, Troy mastered that perfectly. I mean, Troy would take, would criticize people fairly. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't over the top, but he knew how to do it. I think Tom's going to have to learn how to do that. Other than that, I think Tom's going to be great because first of all, whatever he tells you from the quarterback perspective, about what he's looking for from the defensive end coming off the side, what he's looking for for a receiver cross. Like that stuff's going to be like nothing you've ever heard because he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And now we've seen since he's been let out of jail, AKA new England, he has a personality. So that's why I think he's going to be good. I just, I don't like when announcers will never criticize like the refs or players. Like I said, he should watch 
tapes of Troy because Troy does that perfectly. Once he does that, I think he's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what that transition is like and and will be like for him and, and for other guys. I talked to Stray about it and Stray was talking, yeah, there's a way you can do it. Yeah, um, yeah I think the first New England game is going to be a hoot. I mean, can you, are you kidding me? Right, right. It's going to be yeah. amazing. Just That'll to be... hear what his thoughts are. I mean, I, I hope he comes. I hope he's, <sighs> you know, retired before Belichick is so we have that opportunity. Don't know if that's going to happen, but um, just so we can, you know, take us into the mind. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about this. I've said this before. Like, if you told me Tom was going to play one more season, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me he's playing two more seasons, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me he's playing three more seasons, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I could see him going and going and going. And, the you know, all you do is watch him play last year. He's still as good as ever. I mean, so it's going to be interesting to see if he just, you know, enough. I wonder if, I don't know. That retirement thing was so weird, but now that he has the Fox thing, maybe it'll be easier for him to, to retire when he does it for real this time. Right. Um, right. Let's talk about your podcast, the calm right. down with Aaron <clears throat> and Krista. I remember when you started, when you told me you were starting the podcast and I said, I just want to, are we going to get like the real EA or not the real? And you were like, um, you didn't, you were, we're getting the real EA, I feel like. I'm trying, right? There's things you obviously want to say and you can never right. say. And, and yeah, I feel like people would like me more if they heard the things that really felt. No, just kidding. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're talking about candid stuff. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about breakups. We're talking about infertility. We're talking about people that are so gross on planes. Right? <laughs> things like that. I mean, yeah, we're kind of just going out, you know, uh, Is, going for it. Do you find it to be more work than you expected or about what you expected? I think it's about what I expected. Um, yeah, it, it's about well, what I expected. Tell me if you find this, because we talked about earlier, like, you know, things with like the Rogers interview, people give you shit no matter what. Like, I feel like when, if I tweet something or in my column, like people will be nasty to me sometimes, but like no one's ever really nasty about anything I say on this podcast. Like, what about like, do you get negative feedback at all on the pod and anything you say, or is it usually all positive? Yeah, I told this story about um, this woman that I was watching. It was such a Larry David episode. And obviously, Carissa knows Larry well, so she knows where I'm coming from. Carissa is really good friends with Larry, but has never seen a Seinfeld or Curb episode. Which what is wild to me wild but remember you used to be on me about watching curb too and now i watch it and i love it like it's it's fantastic let me get this straight let me just i want to make sure that we're accurate here before we defame someone carissa thompson of fox sports and now amazon and the calm down podcast has right. never seen one episode of seinfeld or curb your enthusiasm yeah I know. You know what? I would tell you to call her right now and get it. But she's, I think she's travel. But like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is ridiculous. Oh, this she is absolutely ridiculous. me. Hold on. Maybe we could call her. Hey, mama in Vegas for work. Oh, okay. <laughs> tell her. Tell her I'm living. So what? I'll go like on our podcast and talk and I'll say yada, 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 yada. And like, she doesn't get it. Or I'll talk yeah. about like, so this thing happened at an Italian restaurant we were at and um, I was we were looking around at what other people were ordering, right? Because I wanted to kind of see what looked good. You know, what, what were people okay. in? Okay. And this lady had this really great plate of pasta that was sitting right by us. We were talking, you and I were talking about, do people ever give me shit for what I say in the podcast? Right. So I looked over and I was like, Ooh, I wonder what that is. She pulls her fork up after twirling it around. And there's like six or seven noodles hanging off. 
she holds her fork up grabs the noodles with her fingers and starts wrapping it around and then eats it then takes her hand under the table and is wiping it on like the tablecloth and i was like is happening and i was like jared jared you have to look at this but don't look when i look so then i looked away he looked and he goes oh my god so then i gotta break down she was doing that with every bite every bite every bite so I then had to look to see, is she doing it again? Or was this just a one-time wonder, you know? No, she did it again. So then I got to look at the people at her table. What do they think about it? Right. Do they think it's weird? What's their reaction? Now it's taken over my entire night. Now I'm pulling out my phone and I'm writing down the whole thing for the podcast. And I'm like, this is curb. This is curb to a T. Yeah. Oh, but people, people gave me shit for it because they were like, oh, you're so stuck up. Let her eat however she wants. No. That's a grown woman. That's not in a restaurant. No, no, no. Not you want to be at home. You can be if you want to be at home and eat with your bare feet. Go for it. You're not you're in a restaurant. You cannot do that. My dog is like, like, why are you screaming? No, that would. No, no, no. Like George yeah. Costanza famously said, we're living in a society, people. In society, you eat properly in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Christmas card to this day is my favorite. Couple of them. Christmas I can't believe card. people gave you shit for that. I can't get past that. Oh yeah, go look at my IG um, when I posted it. People are like, you're so stuck up. Leave her alone. Oh, you're pretentious. I'm not pretentious. I'm How dare you want people to behave like normal people? Right. I saw Frank Beamer. I'm crying, and I have a piece of pizza stuck in my tooth. Like, come on. I'm not pretentious. I'm just like stuck right. an animal. You know. Right. What do you but yeah. Oh, yeah. so my favorite two Seinfelds are Christmas card. You want a Christmas card? I got a Christmas card. And then my other one is when uh, Elaine has such bad back pain in Florida and she's yes. like the painkiller and she's yeah. like, Jenna! that is so good. When she, when she got that, that episode really hit me because it's my grandmother so always used to refuse to put her air conditioning on. Oh. So when she goes to Jerry's parents and she's like, Mrs. Costanza, please. Can you please? Yeah. I yeah. just did a speaking engagement in Vegas and George, uh, Jason. Alexander. Yes. Was going to be there the next day. And I was like, God. Yeah, I, I like had tried to get him on this podcast and he wouldn't do it. Oh, really? Um, he was doing a show literally in my town, like, 10 minutes down the block. Mm -hmm. And I try to use that as like a thing. I'm like, I'll go to the venue and, but he's not a sports fan. And I think it was bizarre that he got a request from sports illustrated. No, not at all. Um, What about Jerry? Have you met Jerry? I interviewed Jerry once he was on when I, he, he did the podcast for me. I I've told this story a million times. I I never told you the Jerry story. Do the, I do. So he comes on my podcast. Very nice. And Throughout the podcast, he called How me. How nervous the- were you? I was nervous. I was definitely nervous. You know what made me nervous too? I did something dumb. He did my podcast right after doing Howard Stern show. Wow. And I listened to the interview, which I shouldn't have done because then I'm like, he's not going to be as good. I'm not going to be as good as Howard. So I shouldn't have done that to myself. But he called me the wrong name all throughout the podcast. What do you call it? Well, I knew what had happened. So the night before... He had done like this panel thing for I don't remember. It was either BuzzFeed or pop some some pop culture TV thing. He did a he did a panel thing, not a panel thing. He did like a streaming interview and he kept calling me the name of the guy who did that interview. 
the night before. So when he called, so when he called me the wrong name, I knew he had just gotten confused from what he had done the night before. And you know, this, when you get like these huge celebrities like Jerry, they were like, I don't remember if they said 15 or 20 minutes and like that. So as he's calling me the wrong name, but still like giving me answers in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to correct him because I don't want to waste one second on what my name is. Like, we you just edit it out or whatever? Yeah. So the interview events and it went well, he was great. I, everything was good. And it was like an hour or two later and my phone rings and it was a number. It said unlisted or whatever it says when you don't, the number's not your phone. And I'm like, I'm not going to answer it. And then like, it, I'm like, but I was in the city. I was, and I'm like, oh, maybe my, someone needs me or something. I don't know. So I picked was it up. Him? So I'm like, hello. He's like, hi, Jimmy. This is Jerry Seinfeld. And I was like, hello. I was like, well, hello. And he's like, I just want to apologize for calling you the wrong name. He's like, why didn't you correct me? I'm like, I didn't correct you because you're Jerry fucking Seinfeld. I'm not going to start correcting you on my podcast. And um, that's a Jerry like, Seinfeld episode, by the way. He couldn't have been nice. He apologized and said I should have corrected him. And that was it. Yeah. Um, by the way, he's gone up a thousand notches in my book for even doing that. Yeah. That was it's, so nice. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to say maybe it was like a publicist or an agent saying, hey, no. he's sorry. The fact he did that. Awesome. Here's the thing, though. When I interviewed him on the podcast, I thought I did a decent job. That phone call. I, it was so bad. It was one of the most embarrassing performances of my life because I what think I was do? like, I think it was like, oh, call me anytime. I don't know what I said, but it was so gross and bad. It wasn't good. Well, I was so Why flustered. Larry Bird. I was so I flustered. Larry Bird. It was yeah. so bad and so verbal vomit, and I, I was sweating and I was red. And then I ran downstairs after I met him, and I called my dad, and I was like, I just met Larry Bird, and I think I made a total ass out of myself because I told him how much I loved him, how much. He was the reason why I'm in sports, my relationship with you. I was like, dad, I even brought up stories about magic and him and sweet potato pie when they go visit, visit magic. And my dad goes, oh my God, can you go back and apologize? And I was like, no, it's over, dad. It's over. I I have regret about that call. The only other worst moment for me was the one time I met Larry and took a picture with him. And it's the worst picture that's ever been taken. He didn't want to do it. It was so bad. I can't think about it. I'm getting the douche chills, but that the two interviews I have left that I need to do before I stop doing this are Larry and The Rock. Those are the two interviews I need to well, do. Well, Rock is your guy now, right? He's your well, man. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, there's been some banter. I thought I had Larry last summer, and they said like his team David, was interested. For, yeah, David, him. and then it it didn't happen. But you know, you had him at your wedding, so I I could do like five hours on that. Right here, I'll, it I'll was spare great. You. Yeah. But when he was at your wedding, that was before you watched Curb, though, right? Yes. Like, can, and can now. You, so tell me how it would have been, you think, if you would have watched awful. it. And then ha- awful. Because I say this to Jared all the time. Well, OK, hold on. I'll finish that thought because I have another thought coming in. Yeah. This is what it's like to talk to me. <laughs> um, awful. Because I now know how particular right. he is, how anal he is. All the things we sit and we watch episodes. I'm like, oh my God, I am so yeah. glad I didn't know this before. Right. I mean, he was probably bitching up a storm about our wedding. And right. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm so thankful. Do you know there's two stories from our wedding that have made Curb? No. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So when, when we didn't know about it. So we're watching it and we're like, oh shit. Oh shit, this is our wedding. Oh shit. I'm like holding on to the sofa, like, oh God. So, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Two things happen. Yeah. The night before the wedding, we just had everybody come to a big dinner 
um, because we were grateful everybody. We didn't want to just do an invite only thing. So we had everybody come and Jarrett loves chicken parm. So we had stations with all this kind of comfort food, really good, but we had a chicken parm station, like do it any way you want. So all the hockey players were at the chicken parm station and all the hockey players were like dying that Larry was there. So um, he was in the back of the line with a bunch of the hockey players. And there was one in the front who saw them all laughing and like listening to him and, and Larry's eating it up, right? Like he's eating it up and they're asking him questions and he's telling stories and da 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 da. And so one of the guys who's in the front comes all the way to the back. And so he comes to the back and he's standing and he's just listening and Larry goes, we're just at the front. And they were like, he was like, yeah. And he goes, but you're where we want to go. Why would you come back here? And he's like, because I wanted to listen. He's like, yeah, but yeah, you were. So like he takes a notepad out at that moment and starts writing it down. That's wild. He takes a notepad out. Yeah. Takes a notepad out. So there's a scene where the people butt in or something at the buffet or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. But that was part of it. The other one is they're going to a wedding somewhere and Larry yep. is flying everyone. So at our wedding, he and Carissa flew and, um, once a couple people found out where they were going, Carissa's like, Oh, come on the jet. Well, he was just pissed about the weight and nobody paying. And that, that was definitely on the show. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely a storyline. That yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. So we started seeing it unfolding and he was talking about going to a destination wedding and we were like, shit, because Chris is not going to give us any insight because she doesn't right. even know. Right. 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 That is unbelievable. Yeah. That is so good. I remember that so well when they went yeah. to the wedding and the flight with Jeff and Susie. Yeah. That is so funny. You know, I'm just thinking of, you know, I know you, you love Susie. Have you talked to her? She seems great. I I had. So last year when I tried to get Larry and then it fell apart. Hey, Larry. I, I said to HBO, can I get Jeff or Susie? And they gave me Jeff. But maybe when the show comes back the next time, I'll get Susie because I would right. love to interview her. Right. Um, I'm thinking about you love Schrager like I love Schrager. Wow. We both love Schrager. And I remember he came on this pod once and we, I think we, he was we were talking about like Larry and how I like that's the dream guest and all that. And he said to me, he's like, I know in your head, like you think if you get Larry on, you're going to be friends. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And he's like, it's not happening. You're not. It's not going to happen. Like, we all think we're going to meet these people and become friends. Right. And like the Larry is like, he's like, it's, he was like, it, Jimmy, it's not happening. And I want Larry on so I can play that clip for him. That's really what I want, Larry. That's great. Yeah. Carissa, well, you know, we just all went to, um, we went to Mexico together and um, I really messed up Jared's sunscreen. And it's not because I was a bad sprayer. Again, a Seinfeld curb episode. I got his back and that night he ended up having a zigzag all over his back. And everybody's like, wow, shitty job by your wife. Like, really? And I'm like, listen, I didn't, I didn't, I'm normally really good. I'm very worried about skin. How did you mess that up? Aren't you just supposed to? I'm getting spray? to it. Carissa takes a picture of it and sends it to Larry and goes, look at what Aaron did to Jared's back. And he's like, tough back sprayer and so then everybody started saying that well then we found out you know what it was running out so that's what happened it was like but, here, but this is a net plus for you because larry gave you a nickname you could be tough oh, yeah. back sprayer from now on and like you yeah. got that from larry david that's yeah. really at the end of the day you're that's a win for you oh yeah 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 
Um, all right. Before I let you go, any like are there any like pop culture things you want to discuss? Anything you're into right now? Anything like what what what, what like gets your right attention? Now. What um, is getting all your attention these days? That's light. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's light. Yeah, that's Barker Barker in the hotel in the hospital. Hope he's okay. Um, what else is happening in the world? You know who's the greatest? And I also was kind of throwing his name out for to be with us in the booth. Charles <laughs> Barkley. I mean, the guy jumps on NHL coverage and was the, right. like one of their best, you know, intermission shows. He's just yeah. like Charles just does no wrong right now. Did you see the video of him this week? where a random woman walked up to him and asked him to take like a TikTok video of her and he didn't know what he was doing. No. I'll text it to you. It, Shaq you have to is see so it. good too. Shaq will yeah. do the same thing. I posted something on our Calm Down podcast um, IG and he, this lady was doing the Applebee's dance. Shaq walking out of an Applebee's. What's he getting there? Um, right. And, you know, he starts doing the dance. They're just the best. I'm kind right. of into them right now. What else pop culture? What do you have going on pop culture wise I can talk about? <sighs> trying to think um I, I was into the whole like britney getting married and the ex-husband i was what? watching the igs yeah how is he not in jail forever well like, i feel like we just let people get away with it he like broke into her house during her wedding yeah i think i don't think that ended well i'm not sure where we are with all that but um you know what i'm fascinated with britney is this not you know what's going on because there's a lot of layers to that how does someone wear their pants that low and they stay on i have no clue i have the longest torso there is mm -hmm. you'll love this story <laughs> are you ready for a long to torso story i'm this ready for a long torso sir. ladies and gentlemen on the Calm right. podcast so when I did Dancing with the Stars and I actually competed on the show, um, they were trying to figure out a costume for me. And God, I love saying this, but I did not have the same body as her. They had a uh, outfit that Stacey Keebler wore. Because remember when Stacey Keebler did oh, yeah. the Stars? Uh, she was, I mean, she's so hot now, but yeah. you just saw legs and body and it was like, whoa, Stacey Keebler. So they were trying to figure out how to make this costume for me. And they were like, Stacey, Aaron kind of has Stacey's body. Not really. Anyways, so I put this kind of like costume on. So it was like, I think it was like a yellow leotard or something. They were trying to figure out where they could alter it. And I was like cracking up screaming. I was like, you guys. And they were like, what? I walked out. Stacy had long, long legs. I have long legs. But she I had her legs insured. What? Oh, good for her. Yeah. Um, when she was with WWE. Go ahead. Good for her. I have long legs, but I am all torso. I have the longest torso. So I walked up and this leotard was like, we needed a surgeon to get it out. Like it was so high up in areas it shouldn't have been. And I just walked out with all the costume people. I was like, definitely not Stacey Keebler's body. Why did we get onto torsos? Oh, because we were talking about Brittany. Yeah. I have the longest <laughs> torso and I could never imagine wearing pants that low. I'm always so fascinated by that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I won't be good. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 she, no. Yeah. And those are the times she actually wears clothes on Instagram. <laughs> Usually it's not happening for her on Instagram. I, I don't know. know. And every I, I don't understand. I thought 
you weren't allowed to be naked on Instagram, but she's always naked on Instagram. Does she have special rules? Because she's Britney, which she really should have special rules because she is Britney. But I don't understand yeah. how that I don't, people like, oh, this gets deleted. And then she's on there naked. I don't know what's going on with. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm really into pop culture wise? I'm always late to the party on things like this, because during football, I just I don't watch or care about anything but football. Um, right. I started. um Oh God, what's it called? Euphoria. I'm now going to start season two when my husband leaves and goes to the draft. Um, I'm so excited. Zendaya is magic. I'm on, it's on my list to, to binge. It'll freak you out though because of your niece. Like it, it, I've yeah, heard yeah, yeah. friends who have kids, they're like, it is frightening, but it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are, are you on TikTok at all? I don't do you know do how to do it. I'm surprised you're not on there. You'd be good on there. No, I'm, not. On there. I'm yes. not into editing things or all that. Well, yeah, I don't that's, know how to yeah. do it. Yeah, I don't either. I make my nieces do it. I mean, I just I don't post anything that detailed. It's usually clips from this, but like yeah. my nieces know how to do all that. And it's frightening. It's just frightening how good they are at that. And I don't know what I'm doing. But, I don't know that stuff. But you'd be good on there. The only thing I'm obsessed with on TikTok is just seeing the zit extractions. I, I could watch that for hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's in my rotation for sure. I love yeah. a zit extraction. And I also... I'll tell you what I'm obsessed with, but I don't know if anyone, I shouldn't even, I don't know if anyone's going to find this funny, but I discovered this guy on, I didn't discover him. I came across this guy on TikTok and then I realized he has a YouTube channel and now every night I watch his YouTubes. So he's a comedian named Nigel, but his okay. he plays a character called Uncle Roger and all he does is make fun of chefs cooking like Gordon Ramsay, Jamie Oliver, and like Rachel Ray, but he's a comedian. And he does it in the most hilarious way. If you go to YouTube and you type in Uncle Roger, just watch one video. And it is the funniest thing. I mean, he's been around, I think, for like a couple of years, but I just discovered him in the last like couple of weeks because I'm old. But every night I watch his YouTube videos. He just mocks people and makes fun of them. And it's hysterical. OK, I'll do it. so it's like a character he plays. But in real life, he's a stand up comedian. So it's funny. I can't. Okay. But yeah, check that out. Um, so what are we doing between now and football as we wrap up here? We are going to be in the mountains. We're like back and forth from L.A. to here. We're going to do a little Mexico situation. Ten year anniversary of the Los Angeles uh, Kings Cup 2012. So we're going to have a fun. I can't believe it's been 10 years. We're going to have a fun shindig in California for that. Nice. Um. Yeah. And then the studying starting. We've got a preseason game we're doing and you're, the, you're doing a preseason game yeah i always do do you i thought that yeah. oh okay last year we did the well, hall of fame game right right yeah well, it makes sense you guys would do one it's a new crew oh yeah know, so. well we always do one regardless yeah, yeah. so it's hard doing that one because a bunch of guys play you know but you know, we always do like week three of it where you have right. more starters that you see in the first half so that'll be good that looking forward sense. to that and yeah, that's just it. Really just getting ready, pumping wear out. We're, uh, we've got a new season of everything coming out. We may have a big announcement coming in the next couple of weeks that you would be excited about. Oh, you have a lot of announcements. Ladies in your life. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you with Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. I'm looking forward to it. And we look forward to you remaining on Fox, signing a new deal. And we look Thank forward you. to Tom retiring one day and joining you in the booth forever. Whenever that is, who knows? Who knows? How There's hard are you? Is how, there a Vegas wager? Is there a Vegas Oh, yeah. Wager? 
there's definitely oh there's definitely odds probably oh, really uh, not not in vegas not uh, but like the offshore sites will definitely have odds on when he's gonna retire yeah. when the season ends like how hard will you go like tom let's go don't go back for another season i don't know i listen i don't know i don't really now he's I, got I, it. I won't him. yeah yeah all right. I, I will, I'll, I'll be in his ear a little bit and just be like, what do you think? What do you think? I'm usually in his friend's ears more than anything. Yeah. What are you hearing? What do you got? Yeah. Know anything? Yeah. What can you tell me? I need him to go to Fox. So then maybe like I can get Fox PR to get him on this podcast. That's have you I ever mean. talked to him before? I interviewed him once in person. Could not have been nicer. He's so nice. I was blown away by how like top three nicest people during during an interview. And it was back in the old hot clicks days when I was asking things I shouldn't have asked. And I, th I asked him, there were rumors at the time that Giselle was pregnant. I said, mm -hmm. oh, would you like to confirm or deny these rumors? And he said, all I'll tell you is that I have a lot of fun trying. <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? What just happened? So, okay. yeah. So yeah. I, I uh, yeah. All right. Take it easy. Enjoy uh, you. your off time. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for doing okay. this. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, joining me now, as he does every week right here on the SI Media Podcast for the weekly Train of Thought segment, my buddy from... 
WFAN and SNY in New York, Sal Licata. Sal, how are you? Pretty good. Trying to enjoy the nice weather here in New York, which is good for a change. Beautiful weather. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we have one of the worst holidays coming up this weekend. Wait a minute. You hate 4th of July? <laughs> hate it. Hate I probably it. knew this, but re- refresh me. Why? One reason. Fucking fireworks. <laughs> Whoever invented fireworks, like I put them up there with like terrorists is the worst people on the face of the earth. And you don't even have a dog with dogs or now babies. Oh, like my God. I My friends and my relatives have dogs. I know that dogs go ballistic and ballistic. They're, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. There needs to be a limit. Like, here's the deal. You want to shoot off fireworks on the 4th of July? Okay, fine. I mean, I wish you didn't, but okay, fine. You want to do that? I don't need the fireworks on July 3rd. I don't need the fireworks on July 5th. I don't need just July 4th is the designated day. And they like, you know, past 11 o'clock, there should be no fireworks. Agreed. Agreed. And you know what it is? Most people who do like the fireworks shows, they do it in a responsible manner and it's wrapped up by 10 or 11 o'clock and it's the other people just shooting them off for fun that is annoying and can you explain something else to me and this is not because i'm an old bastard i've always hated fireworks even as a kid i don't like noise i don't like Mm. unnecessary noise once you've seen one fireworks show do you really need to like okay there's some colors in the sky a little red a little green it flashes in the sky and then it's over i don't understand how you need to see multiple fireworks shows in your life. Yeah. I mean, I I've seen a a few that I enjoyed, but I'm with you. I mean, I get it. Eh, Here's the other, I just like the holiday. I just like being off the years that I actually am off and were off. I like that more than the fireworks show itself. Well, and here's the other reason I hate the 4th of July. It signals for me. It's the beginning of the two worst months of the year. July and yeah, but this is why I have a problem with you. How do you hate July and August? It is. There's I know no, you hate the heat. There's Come no on. sport. There's no sports except for there's baseball. baseball. Okay. You want I mean, uh, there's no meaningful sports. Okay. There's no meaningful sports. And you need to get to the football. When it comes to August, like July. Okay, fine. You're enjoying the summer. When August first comes, the goal in life is to get to football. That is, there's no betting for. For those two months, things take I a downturn. Dis- See, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Now, when September rolls around, don't get me wrong, I'm ready to go. I look at July and August as enjoy this. This is the last break before the chaos <laughs> begins in September. Like I'd rather have chaos. Yeah, I'd rather have the chaos. The, the, get, I don't get married and have some kids. You want to have some oh. chaos? What are you kidding me? I want to escape. I want. I want to get uh, be left alone. So, what are you going to do in July and August? That's so wonderful. Well, I mean, enjoy the summer weekends. Maybe sit outside or go to. The, we just went to Montauk this weekend, which was nice for a couple of days. Unfortunately, I leave this morning. It's beautiful, freaking weather. Yesterday it's raining. My love. Yesterday it's raining all day. Right. We do nothing. Today it's beautiful, and I have to leave. But I don't know. I just like there being you out. go. I like enjoying the outside. I'd rather enjoy football. I can't right. enjoy the outside because I go outside. I get eaten a lot. My, I had I had a barbecue on Friday. I was outside the whole day. From the knees down, I have about 7,000 mosquito bites. <laughs> and paid $200 for companies to spray, spray my backyard to get rid of the mosquitoes. Did nothing. It didn't help at all. Really? 
I should say this. I never, I don't think I've ever done this in all these years I've hosted this podcast. I don't think I've ever done this. I'm actually going to put out a public service announcement, not a, not a public, but like a, if anybody has any solutions to get rid of mosquitoes in the backyard, please hit me up on Twitter or email me at Jimmy Train on Twitter, Jimmy.train at SI mail, SI.com on email. Any company, any spray, anything I need. I have a mosquito problem. I can't sit in my backyard because of the mosquitoes. My legs are eaten alive. So if anyone has any solutions, please let me know. Because and you've mosquitoes. used like bug off or whatever this stuff that they sell. The like shit. That doesn't, when you're sitting in the backyard eating, the mosquitoes come and they eat you alive. You don't have any mosquitoes. You sit in your backyard. You don't get eaten up. We have not. My wife is not a big outdoors. I'm like, come on, let's go sit outside. Barbecue. I'll bring the TV out there at night. She wants no part of it. So we have not done it enough yet to know. We saw some lightning bugs the other day, which I like out there. But not. A, we weren't there long enough to know about the mosquitoes or not. Yeah, the mosquitoes are a problem. That's why I can't sit in the backyard. And that's why partly why I hate the summer. And then get me to fo- I just want football. I'm ready for football. You're um, insane. Once football. So now I, I love it. But God, it'll come. Can you enjoy the moment? Once no. you get into the football, you get 20 plus weeks. Enjoy what? Oh. Sit outside in 95 degree weather and get eaten alive by mosquitoes. Where's the enjoyment of that? I know you like going by the pool, the barbecue. Well, that's whatever. another. I got another issue there. I wasn't able to sign up for the pool this year, which I don't want to talk about because oh. I'll, I'll tell you that off the air. Now we'll get into it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> couple of, well, a couple of sports things. Um, I, what do you, I, we've talked about the streaming now. I'm not going to get into like an anti streaming baseball thing, but I do find this interesting on Sunday. On the exclusive Peacock game, which is not at 1130 in the morning, it's going to be at noon. It's Tigers Royal, so nobody's going to watch it. So they're trying an experiment where they're not going to have announcers in the booth and they're not going to have anyone calling the game. They're going to have like people walking around the ballpark talking about things that go on without doing like a traditional play by play. Would that annoy you as a viewer or would you be into that? Yeah, that, is the, that is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Now you were going to tell me that they were just going to show the the feed without sound. Like you're at the game. I could at least be open to that. They're going to have people walking around saying what's going on at the ballpark. No, thank you. So I have, I would have zero interest in that. If they ever did that to a New York game, I'd be appalled. Another sports topic for the people who like to say that I like to complain. I have a major complaint. Aaron Judge, I love you. You're the MVP. You're my favorite Yankee. You should get $500 million. Don't give, don't give bats to Spike Lee after, oh, after a walk-off. Can you give it to a kid? That annoyed the hell out of me. Why? Why would he do that? I didn't even know about it. Somebody told me just before the Baseball Night New York show at SNY. I was like, What? Why would Judge – I'm so sick of Spike Lee from the Knicks days. Like, enough. ESPN had him on for the draft again. Stephen A's fake outrage. And I like Stephen A. But the fake Nick outrage is tired. Spike Lee is beyond tired. And now Judge is making him the Yankee fanboy. Give me a break. And what annoyed are better than that. And what annoyed me more than Judge even giving the bat to Spike Lee, which annoyed me, was the, the coverage of like, oh, look how cool Aaron Judge is giving. Why is it cool that a guy who's got, you know, a billion dollars just got a bat from a baseball player? Like, can a kid – can someone who – you know what? Can someone who was in the upper deck who can't sit in those seats? Can you give him the bat? It's just, you know, can well, we- maybe he I mean, maybe he's Ridiculous. giving it to Spike's kid. Who, you know, I mean, whatever. But still, like enough. Do I, I don't need to see Spike Lee anymore. Right. I don't care about that. It's just I don't need him getting. I don't mind seeing him, but don't reward him. Um, 
I thought this story was one of the most interesting stories of the week here. And it got like very little. I don't know. To me, it didn't get any coverage because it's baseball and people don't seem to care about baseball anymore, which is a whole other issue, which is sad. But did you see Clayton Kershaw? I don't want to use the road rip because that wouldn't be accurate. It's a little strong, but basically called out Freddie Freeman a little bit for Freddie Freeman still being so attached to the Braves. Now, if that's any other sport, okay. If you have like, you know, Tom Brady saying about a teammate, like, you know, I hope he cares about this team or if you, you know, in the NBA, it would be a monster story, but this sort of came and went. And I guess it's, you know, I mean, Clayton Kershaw and Freddie Freeman in their sport are, are top names, but it's not like they have the pulse of the country in the sports world. But I thought it was fascinating that Clayton Kershaw came out and made those comments. Did you see that story? I, I did see that because I saw Freddie Freeman crying like a baby. I mean, I, here's where I have an issue. And look, I have great respect for Freddie Freeman. He chose to leave for more money. I know he wanted the Braves to up the offer. He left. What's he crying for? Oh, I mean, how about goodness, the, and now he just fired his agent today because he didn't like I, the way the negotiations went. Oh, wow. So that I didn't see. And I know he wanted to be in Atlanta. But look, if you wanted to be there, they they offered you a deal you could have accepted. You would have had to take it. Right. So stop making it like well, you're so sad because you took only, more money. Good for Kershaw. The only thing I would say in his defense a little bit is, I, you know, who knows with these agents how much involvement Freddie Freeman has. Now, if he's not involved, that's on him. He should be involved. Let me read you the Kershaw quote, just so people who haven't seen it listening to the pod know. Uh, this is from Clayton Kershaw after, uh, like Sal said, Freddie Freeman was basically like hysterically crying in his when he went back to Atlanta over the weekend. It was very cool to see Freeman's reception Friday night, said Kershaw. He's obviously been a big contributor for our team. And I hope we're not second fiddle. It's a pretty special team over here, too. I think whenever he gets comfortable over here, he'll really enjoy it. It was a good night for him Friday. So you say he's not comfortable and the Dodgers feel like second fiddle, basically. I I love the quote because I think it was done with the proper amount of sensitivity or class, but also being open and honest or when he gets comfortable he'll enjoy it we're a good group over here but clearly it's obvious freeman's heart is in atlanta well then why'd you leave for more money i mean my goodness so good for kershaw calling him out now look freeman's a great player and i wouldn't doubt that he's gonna have a a, you know a big year with the dodgers or whatever but still that is just it's a bizarre situation to see him crying endlessly like that when you're going back to face your old team if that quote about a teammate happens in football in the NFL or NBA. It's like a massive story. I was, I was surprised like it got zero, attention. but it happened over the weekend. And I think, I think during the summer, here's another thing about the summer. I think when something happens over the weekend in the summer, very few people are paying attention. People are enjoying their weekends that are on their phones as much, blah, blah, blah. I, I'll um, tell you personally, same thing. Like if it happens on a Friday night through <laughs> Sunday afternoon on a weekend, and yeah, look, you got to go back for your job and cover it. But like, right. I'm, I'm lost to a couple, even yeah, that yeah. role with the, with the angels and Mariners. Like I vaguely know the D I didn't see any of it. I just heard same, a little yeah. bit about it. Yeah. yeah. Same here. That's why when people say, when I always say like, if I didn't do what I do for a living, I'd be off Twitter and people like you're crazy. Come the, the weekends. I'm not on it. Like I'm, I right. mean, I, I shouldn't say I'm not on it. I check it maybe, you know, 5% oh. of the time I would check it right. during the week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at bet MGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Speaking of the weekend, I saw the Elvis movie. Oh, I heard always- it was... Good. What'd you think? Okay, so I went on Twitter after I saw it and I said it was terrible. <gasps> and, and then I deleted the tweet because someone asked me why I deleted the tweet. And it was because I just I didn't want to I, I didn't want to get the mentions anymore. I just I, I didn't want to. <laughs> and I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said it was terrible. I should have said I did not enjoy it. Here's the here's my issue. The actor who played Elvis was great, but the movie was like nearly three hours. It was like two forty. Two hours and the last hour dragged in a way I've never seen a movie drag. Just so so, everything could have been condensed so much. So that was my so in my initial tweet, my frustration and how long it was, I should have been more clear instead of just saying it was terrible. I should have said I didn't enjoy it. And basically, I wanted to, you know, murder myself over the last hour because I couldn't take how much it was dragging out and how slow it was. Did you see it during when did you see it like during the day? Was it at night? Were you tired? It was like very late afternoon, very early evening. All right. So you're not tired in that situation. Look, 240. No, no, it had nothing to do with it. It had nothing to do with tired. There were scenes in there that were that were like the way they, you know, in the last hour, you know, it's sort of the demise of him. And it could have been, the, but the way it was shot and done, it was, you know, there's a scene where he's firing his manager and it was just so ridiculous and just, I don't know, but do I need we, to see it or no? That I was going to ask you if you would go see that movie. I do. My wife and I both want to see it, but you're not giving it good reviews. My, you think I want to go now spend three hours in that movie on a weekend? I, my, my Listen, you could go see it and you might enjoy it. 
I'm just telling you what I'm telling you is it's you're you know, when you count the, the previews, you're in there, you're in the theater for three hours. The movie's not three hours, but you're in there for three hours. If you're in there for the previews, I'm assuming you still didn't see Maverick yet. I don't even know what the hell Maverick is. Top Gun. Didn't we talk oh, about oh, this? Oh, no. That, that, Top Gun. Yeah, I know what Top Gun is. No, I huh. haven't seen it. I have not Top seen Gun it. Too. All right. Well, that was a good movie. But yeah, I got to go see. I want to go mm-hmm. see Elvis. But uh, I don't know if I want to spend three hours in a theater. It'd have to be a rainy mm-hmm. day and we have nothing else to do. I mean, you're in the, the babysitter. Yeah, you are in the theater for three hours. Yeah. Last thing I want to touch on, and I, I, I know you and I, I think, disagree on this topic. But I want to bring it up only because I, I've seen this articulated now in a way that I, I appreciate. And I want to give a shout out because it's important, I think. Um, so, you know, over the years, oh, Shelby, my producer, Shelby, is telling me I'd watch a football game for three hours. Yeah, I can't bet on the Elvis movie, Shelby. I can bet on the football game. I don't care how long the football game is. Three, you sit in front of a screen for twenty yeah. hours on a Sunday well, that's true. And yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And it moves it moves way faster than that last hour of Elvis did. Um I here's the other thing the Tom Hanks character, Colonel Parker, who's Elvis's manager, I only understood half of what he said. He's got this accent and I couldn't I literally couldn't understand half the dialogue, and that frustrated me too. Um, but here's what I want to get into. A big, big theme over the last several years in sports media has been whether people like us and all sports media people should quote unquote stick to sports. You like to stick to sports and I don't think you like it when people don't stick to sports. I don't stick to sports, but whatever we can. But um, I saw this tweet. It was from Greg Wyshynski of ESPN, who does a great job covering the NHL long time. NHL guy, Yahoo Sports, does a fin- probably the best guy covering the sport out there. Like what he's done in his career is tremendous. And he got this quote from the Press Box podcast from The Ringer, Brian Curtis, who's on here regularly, and David Shoemaker. And this was a quote from David Shoemaker on the Ringer podcast that Greg Wyshynski tweeted. And he says, when you look at the sports journalism landscape broadly, what you see is a generation of sports writers that have an outsized representation of people who came from the podcasting and blogging worlds. I think inherent in a lot of that is that your personhood is built into your writing. You could tell somebody not to talk about political things, but if the person you hired had a personal experience they would normally talk about and would be normally applicable to their public presence, it's crazy to think that something as impactful as Roe versus Wade being overturned would not be part of the personality of the person that you hired for their personality. I cannot, that is so well said, and I couldn't agree with more. Now, listen. So there's two there's two things here that's happened recently. The the athletic has told their staff they the athletic was bought by the Times. The Times has a rule staff can't tweet about politics. So the athletic has to follow that rule. So those so they have people at the athletic are pissed about that. And obviously you had Roe versus Wade last week and what happened with that. And then there's this, you know, if you're a sports person, do you go out? I was, you know, a lot of most sports people went out there and did, you know, offer some words about it, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But and I'm not going to get it. I, I, this is not, I don't want to get into Roe versus Wade. There's nothing like that. But what Shoemaker said about like, this is not 19, you know, 80, 1970, where, you know, your sports writer for the Times or the Post or the Daily News, you know, covered the Yankees, wrote a column. And, you know, everyone knows who the writers are. And this goes, I think, for you in radio and podcasts. 
the someone like me when you know who who hot clicks train thoughts it's so much of a personality thing mm-hmm. when your whole i don't want to use the word brand but when your when your personality is part of your writing as it is in sports with so many people then I think it is ridiculous to ask that person not to stick to sports. Like we just had a whole thing about the 4th of July. Now that's not a serious topic, but that has nothing to do with sports. No one's going to tell us stick to sports. You know, I was surprised. I saw um, the day the road versus Wade thing got overturned. Um, Bill Simmons even tweeted something about like, this is one of the worst days I've ever seen in America. And I was shocked because Bill usually, I don't, I think he's very careful about when he does stuff like that. And like, to me, that was a perfect, like Bill Simmons is the epitome of a guy whose entire career was built on his personality. He was the first guy to write about stuff that wasn't sports related, went back in his AOL days. So I don't, and then tell that guy, I don't have an opinion on one of the biggest stories and, and life developments with United States developments, I think is ridiculous. So I have no issue with people who don't stick to sports. And I just want to say that that quote from David Shoemaker of the ringer to me is dead, dead on. And I, it was so nice to see someone articulate it because I can't articulate, but he did it perfectly. I, I never thought of it that way. I will say just a couple of things here. I, I, I let me just say, but you're it. in a little bit of a different boat on talk radio. Well, then you got to deal with callers who God knows what they well, say. But, but we can also, you can, to a certain extent, control the callers. I mean, there's a producer that right. should screen them. Um, so, but, but the problem is that I'm real, right? People listen to me on the radio because right. I'm real. And I do talk about right. real life things. And you know that I don't generally get involved with the politics right. stuff. I don't care enough about it. I want to keep my head in the sand. However, this almost compelled me to tweet. This one was that big that I almost tweeted about. It. And then I was like, you know what? I just don't want to. It's not even worth it to get involved. If, but that if is I, problem. If I would have seen a tweet from you on <laughs> Roe versus Wade, I would have fainted. I would have fainted was, right on the spot. It was. I was thinking about the right way to do it. But then it just became. It's just not. I just don't want to deal with. Because either way, you're going to piss people. I don't want to get into it. But right. I, you know what I was going to say is. I'm doing a sports show today, but know that I'm thinking of other things. Right. And that's the way that I feel like I just right. because I'm not talking about it doesn't mean that I don't feel strongly or have an opinion. But you also have to, you know, I, I you know, you, you don't want to lose your job or piss your bosses off. Who knows? So the, there are right. so many factors in there, but people have to understand that maybe they're mm-hmm. not getting 100 percent unfiltered, raw right. personalities that they follow. That's just how so, it is. We're getting paid by people. We get mm-hmm. more employees. Right. I I can't I didn't tweet one thing about that topic because I I just can't because it will get me fired because I don't I don't right. think that is about politics I think it's about religion and if I tweet what I wanted to tweet it would right, be good. Right. but I will say this on a much lighter note I felt like the biggest asshole on Friday because I took the day off Friday. I didn't write train of thoughts and I as I said I had a barbecue I had people coming over and I had to do a lot of stuff to get ready stores cook blah 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 and was not on twitter the entire day early part of the day not on twitter at all not at all and i tweeted something about i had made a big fruit salad for this barbecue and i tweeted a a picture of it and said something about like you know watermelon cantaloupe strawberries and pineapple. This is what you don't bother with the honeydew and the grapes bullshit. This is how you do it. <laughs> then I go and I see that I have like all these unread text messages. And it was a couple of friends and group chats texting about 
the rover. I think I tweeted about fruit salad like 10 minutes after that decision came down and I probably look like the most insensitive person in the world. So uh, apologies if anyone like thought I didn't know or well, I didn't know, but apologies if anyone thought I didn't care about what was going on. But um, yeah, then I see then I check Twitter and everyone's tweeting about Roe versus Wade and there's the oh, fruit salad tweet. It was very embarrassing. I must say. Oh, but the fruit salad was good. The fruit salad was good. <laughs> I can understand that though. That's yeah. Hey, it happens. It happens. All right. Sal, appreciate it. Enjoy the summer. Enjoy the 4th of July. Enjoy the fireworks. Maybe yeah, get a, go out there, wave a little flag and enjoy I'm your fireworks. Sure, I'm sure I'll see you soon enough for a football Sunday. Let's just enjoy the summer while we have it for the next I'm two take, months. Will we? I'll, on 4th of July at about eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I'll take a, I'll take like a, uh, some sort of sleeping enhancement pill and i'll go to put in headphones and go to sleep and not listen to the fireworks <laughs> happy happy fourth of july uh, all, right. Later, sal. all right talk to you later all right my thanks to aaron andrews and sal lakata for joining me on this episode of the si media podcast before i let you go just a reminder if you missed last week's show scott van pelt from espn was on two weeks ago paul bissonette aka biz nasty of tnt and spent chicklets three weeks ago brian curtis of the ringer all right here on the SI Media Podcast. So if you missed any of those interviews, give them a listen. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple, please. All right, that wraps it up. We'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Stay safe and take care. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.